Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Sermondo Talks. My name is Christina and I'll be speaking with Augustas Kliges today, who's the founder of Orange Click. Let's say hi and ask him a few questions. So I'm here today with Augustas Kliges. He's from Lithuania and currently in Germany and he's the founder of Orange Click. Hi Augustas, great to have you here. Hi, Christina. Nice to be here as well. In one sentence, what is Orange Click? Orange Click is... Wait a minute, I have to think. Oh, Orange you Click. Can, you can also use two sentences. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Orange Click is the company which organizes uh, virtual and uh, in-person events for Amazon sellers. And besides that, I also do uh, different videos with different Amazon service providers and softwares and event organizers. So basically bringing the awareness of uh, what's available on the market to Amazon sellers. And how long have you been around for? I popped up in the industry about three years ago from nowhere, uh, being <laughs> Lithuanian, a non-English speaker, and uh, I mean, non-native English speaker. And yeah, I just started to do virtual summits. And in the first two and a half years, I did uh, six virtual summits. And this is how people got to know about me and what I do. And, and this is, yeah. how did you get dragged in the Amazon industry? Were you an Amazon seller yourself or where did the idea come from? Well, I, I have never sold on Amazon. This is actually Amazon FBA. This is what I was interest, interested four years ago. Someone introduced me to this business model. I used to be a website programmer for many years, like a freelance programmer. And uh, since I used computer every day for many hours, I was looking for opportunities to do something else on the internet and before that, uh, like about five or six years ago, I made a goal myself to serve uh, people, but I didn't know how to serve. I was programming, so I felt I'm not serving enough people in the world. And with this goal, the, the ideas were coming uh, up towards me. So Amazon FBA was the first one, but at that time I, I thought I have... I can invest 500 euros. <laughs> I didn't really have money to invest. And I was looking for products. At that time, Jungle Scout was very fresh and new. It was like 2015 in summer. And uh, I really couldn't find a product with which I could do business with 500 euros. So I just kept following what other people are doing, basically subscribing with a, to a lot of Facebook groups uh, uh, where Amazon sellers are talking. And what I noticed that many people are we're talking about uh, Europe, 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 but there was no really information. There were no influencers which would be doing anything in Europe for Amazon sellers. And together with this idea, I got to know virtual summit business model. And this is where I just one day just combined Amazon and virtual summit. And this is how I popped up to the industry. I did my first virtual summit with 26 uh, speakers at that time. And virtual summit basically means that I recorded uh, interviews with the people, with these experts, and I presented those interviews all in one week. It was advertised as a free event, and people were, were able to watch all these videos in one week for free. And of course, there is some limitation in how long they can watch and 
once this limitation is gone, they are able to purchase the whole package of all the recordings. And this is how virtual summit model works. This is how I monetized. And this is how I started to develop in this industry and creating more events. And yeah, this year. And I also in-person events now, right? Yeah. And this year I don't really have time to do virtual summit. Maybe I will do one. I still don't know, but I will uh, finish this year uh, will, with the four uh, in-person events in uh, four countries in Prague, in Czech Republic, Israel, Lithuania, and uh, Netherlands. In your opinion, how do conferences help Amazon sellers make more man money on Amazon? It's basically uh, meeting other people. This is the biggest value I see. And uh, when they meet each other, they of course exchange these ideas which they like they get to know different maybe tricks it can be even white hat tricks but uh, they get advices from from more experienced sellers just like this on the in the corridor or in the lobby of the conference and these people are much more willing to give advices for free of course and you make friends and just uh, yesterday i was i saw that someone bought a ticket to a conference my conference in lithuania and that guy is coming from Copenhagen and he says he's doing, I think, $2,000 in sales every month and he wants to uh, increase his revenue per month to 20000 this year. And he, he was like confident that when he comes to the conference, this knowledge which he gets from the experts, but also when he meets other six or even seven figure sellers in the room, he can easily make this happen to to increase his revenue by 10 times by the end of the week. So it's um, maybe difficult to understand this value when you haven't been in the event or if you were in the event and you were introvert, you didn't speak to anyone. This is how I would be in the first events. But if you break this ice and you talk to people, I think there is huge, huge, huge value. Just you have, you should not be shy and uh, do that. Um, I mean, there are not thousands of conferences but there are a few so what makes your conferences special for me borders don't exist and i really want a lot of nationalities to come to my events and this is what i managed to do in european seller conference in prague which is happening every year in march and there i had in my first event i had 40 different nationalities and i think it was a very interesting mix of the mentality especially mentality because when east and west um, europe meets and of course i had from other countries as well from asia from uh, north america but the the mix of these mentalities is very strong and i felt this when i was traveling in my life and this is what i want to bring this internet to to remove the borders from yeah. uh, from european uh, amazon sellers uh, there are some events happening in uk uh, the so like seller sessions by Daniel McMillan and there are some big meetups but my events are usually based in countries where you don't get events like for example I did a conference in Israel in Lithuania in Lithuania it's in the Baltics you haven't had ever Amazon related international conference and so you're um, trying to bring the knowledge to those sellers as well that's nice. Actually, my events, uh, I did uh, in 2019, I will do four uh, live events, but they have like three different kind of uh, ideas behind. So European Seller Conference in Prague is more like a, let's say, 
someone told me, let's make it a prosper show of Europe. <laughs> Basically, it's like a mass European Amazon seller conference. In Israel and Lithuania, they are called Seller Fest uh, events. Seller Fest Israel, Seller Fest Lithuania, and these are the the purpose of them is to yeah to bring something to local community. But because uh, international speakers are coming, it is suitable for international guests as well. But it's more more targeted uh, targeting the local communities. And in Amsterdam, uh, PPC Congress, the the first ever event I'm doing. A, about Amazon advertising. It's targeting completely different niche. It's uh, Amazon advertising and PPC experts only. So it will be very advanced uh, audience. And uh, I think everyone is excited and coming, a lot of people are coming from North America as well. So yeah, I'm trying to fulfill uh, the gaps in the industry for different events. Let's go back to what Amazon sellers can take away from those conferences. What do you think are the most common mistakes that Amazon sellers make when they attend such conferences? Not maybe it would be like uh, being like I would be in the conference and trying to find a corner to hide from everyone because <laughs> you feel embarrassed to go and speak to someone. It would be nice maybe, <laughs> maybe for me as an organizer, I should create some games or some uh, funny uh, videos before the event where I explain how they can uh, connect to others as well. Other than that, I don't know. I think it's important. I saw that people get value when they just go to each of the sponsors, for example, to each sponsor booth and talk to these companies and see what they do. If you're an Amazon seller and you have already a logistic company right now, it still can be valuable to go and talk to your sponsors which are also another logistic company just to know. And uh, one day, who knows, maybe your business grows and your current uh, logistic partner is not managing to deliver good service. You can always remember those people you met at the conference. And if you like them, you can use their service. Uh, what else? Mm, during presentations, of course, if you make notes, it's useful. Uh, I do notes. I do make notes myself, but I noticed that uh, after event is finished, whether it was a live online webinar, which I wanted to listen and I made notes, these notes are forgotten. So I don't know, maybe it's useful to uh, take these notes and if you have other team members to share it after the conference so that uh, you spread the word what you have learned. Mm, what else is useful? Or oh, you said the mistakes people are making. Uh, I don't know. The mistake can be that when they purchase a ticket and they don't attend <laughs> in Israel, oh, yeah. <laughs> we had we were surprised that uh, some people just didn't show up, uh, which is surprising. Um, but of course, uh, things happen. Some people, some people just have too much money to to spend. All right, uh, then let's head to the personal questions. You already said that you uh, wanted to serve people and that's why you became self-employed. Were there any other reasons? Did you feel stuck in your old job or? I was dreaming. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. I would not cut right? that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we already talked about that you wanted to serve people and that's why you decided to start those summits. Were there also any other reasons why you decided to become self-employed? 
Well, I was uh, kind of self-employed, uh, let's say, for, for many years because um, I finished university about almost 20 years ago. And after I, f I finished, already during the bachelor degree uh, in my home country, I was working part-time, uh, but working for, for my uncle's company. But then I was looking for opportunities to escape my home country because I was passionate about traveling and I thought I want to study outside of my country. So I went to Denmark to get a master's degree in computer science. And since then I, I got this uh, feeling of freedom and I couldn't imagine myself working somewhere like from on, the, on a fixed uh, desk for many years. So what happened with me was that uh, after studies in Denmark, I still worked at university as a research assistant for a few months, but then I just uh, went traveling and time to time I was coming back to university. Uh, they were accepting me for some short term projects, two, three month projects, which was good for me. I could uh, work a little bit and then I could invest uh, my savings into traveling once again. Afterwards, I... I met my uh, wife and then we also traveled for five or six years. We were on the road. And during that time I developed to, to be a prog website programming freelancer. And this is how we basically supported our life for many years. So I was entrepreneur probably in my mind for a long time. Um, when you don't spend your money on traveling, what do you spend your money on? Do you like to invest in material things like I don't know, expensive cars, or do you rather invest in experiences? Mm, I probably don't invest neither into, no, I don't chase expensive things. Uh, I usually, when I have a thing, something, it's, if it's a shoe or trousers or a phone, I try to keep it as long as possible. And I'm very careful how I use that thing. So it's not really wearing off or, uh, the phone is really functional for many years and it might just be, I might change it just because it slows down because of the newest uh, operating system updates. Uh, I like uh, shopping online actually for maybe some tools. I try to like to try different services when I see something is new popping up and might be an alternative to a service which I used uh, until now. I, I would be happy to join a new service and try it and maybe replace the old one. Um, we do shop online as a family uh, to buy some regular things which we need. We don't shop for the food because we usually eat a lot of vegetables so we need it anyway go and buy fresh ones but if it's about any other kind of non-food things we usually do it online so this is what I enjoy the most too. Just click this button and then wait until package arrives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, about before I started actually uh, all this Amazon journey, uh, Amazon informational journey, I was a very um, active Amazon reviewer in Germany. I didn't even really speak good German, but I was like in the top 100 Amazon reviewer list in German website. <laughs> And uh, how the dream I, of every Amazon seller, as long as yes, <laughs> and I, I was getting packages like every day, and you know these uh, couriers they knew me so well, <laughs> and like every day coming, and I did like 
maybe 250 reviews in one year or something. <laughs> and uh, I was like hunting for this. It was like a hobby. Like I, I was addicted to, to try new things. Um, every product I was receiving, I was spending like one hour for taking pictures, making short video, writing a review. I was doing like this. I was writing review in English. Then I was sending to a freelancer who was polyglot, Bulgarian guy who was translating for me into German language. His German was not perfect, but was good for reviews. And of course, I was paying money to translate and publish the reviews. What is the most expensive thing that you ever bought? I mean, if you bought a lot on Amazon, um, I can imagine there were also some things that are quite expensive. Uh, digital things was a course which I bought uh, for one and a half thousand dollars. Uh, physical things, um, probably a, 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 well, a car maybe, but this was not online. Uh, <laughs> if it's smaller than a car, then phone, but uh, I also don't change phones often, so it's like, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. I, I don't uh, look for expensive things to buy. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I have just one backpack with things. My wife and my son has a little bit more things, so I'm always complaining. But my <laughs> wife says, hey, your life is virtual life. That's why you, do, you have just one backpack. And our life is like real life. <laughs> um, what do you like least about your job? about organizing those events or also doing your demo videos? What do you don't like about it? Uh, I think I don't, I get crazy because of this uh, hundreds of micro tasks I have to remember or I have to put notes somewhere. That's why uh, about two months ago, I, I hired an assistant. So she works now and she helps me a lot and I might work with a few more people where I can outsource. But basically this, um, try to keep everything in my head maybe it's also a problem like didn't manage to structureize my business or how i keep the ideas and uh, well i do uh, have multiple papers where i hand uh, written to do things to do items what i have to accomplish and i like to just remove these from the list once it's done uh, what else i don't like maybe i don't like that i I work so much and then I spend too few time with my family sometimes. Uh, uh, I think every entrepreneur uh, struggles with that, right? Yeah. So maybe if you could have one superpower in the world, what it, would it be? Would it be that you have like endless time or that you suddenly become an organization talent? What kind of superpower would you like to have? Uh, I would like to uh, be more powerful in spreading the the help to help much more people. I'm very happy, of course, now how I developed in the years. Let's say when I was programming, I was maybe helping five clients, uh, and through what the through the projects I did, it was helping somewhere else in the back end these websites. But now it's more what I do. It's I can grasp grasp more what impact I have. But I would like to uh, touch more people and uh, I still don't know how to do it. I don't know if it's a superpower to have a better English la in, in language pronunciation, <laughs> yeah, maybe, or uh, to, uh, I don't know, to be more funny in the videos that I uh, feel more <laughs> entertainer and people, you know, watch me not because they want the knowledge, but because I'm also entertainer. I would like to have maybe more entertaining YouTube videos. 
Um, and as you know, me in person, we met. Uh, I'm maybe not so serious normally. I <laughs> not make at all. <laughs> jokes, and but through my videos and through what I do, people don't see that exactly. I had in the past some videos, uh, some ideas how I could make more interesting things in the industry. For example, I can share some idea which probably I will never implement, but. Three years ago, when I did my first virtual summit, I thought, what else I can do different? And I thought it would be nice to have, a, let's say, short videos with experts. And the title of the video could be like upside down in three minutes, for example. And the idea is that I'm hanging upside down and I am interviewing <laughs> experts by hanging upside down for three minutes. And <laughs> I shoot the questions. That but, would be entertaining. But this is very difficult to implement if you're doing this at home. So basically you have to, you know... Uh, build some uh, bar above in the ceiling so that you can hang properly and I'm not so sportive I like <laughs> hanging upside down it's very difficult actually yeah I have made some video in the past about three and a half years ago where I was hanging upside down it was like funny video which is unlisted in YouTube uh, and <laughs> can you please list it <laughs> uh, or if, any, if anyone sees this and Augustus doesn't go for it. Can please someone else do that? I would really love to see it. Yeah. So uh, uh, I had such ideas and I'm still thinking what else can I do with something funny and different. Uh, my humor is not always suitable for public <laughs> because it's uh, I like black, black humor. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you could time travel, if you could go back in time for, let's say, five years or 10 years, what advice would you give to your younger self? I mean, you're still young, but like your younger self. Uh, probably the biggest pain I have is that uh, my son is now seven years old. And uh, in the first three, four years, I didn't really connect to him just because I was working, 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 working. Um, also, I think this working, of course, it's a mindset. I don't stop working even now. I need to change this mindset somehow. Uh, another thing was in the past, of course, when I was programming, I think I charged too few per hour. So I had to work more to support my family. So, of course, I would give advice to, so basically two advices, not to be afraid to increase your price and... Uh, know your value. Yeah, know you. You know, maybe sometimes you... Yeah, maybe I knew my value, but I was afraid to increase the price for the uh, for the client with whom I worked for three or four years. So you're afraid to lose him and so on. Yeah. And uh, another advice, of course, like not to forget your family. So basically, I after three, four years, I had to work a lot to reconnect with my child and that he he knows that I'm his father, kind of. I think that's a pretty good advice, especially for a lot of Amazon sellers out there. They're just starting out because they can also feel a little overwhelmed with work and family and friends. So listen to Augustas. He lived through it and he gives you the advice to invest more time to the family. Then I'm already at my last question. Do you have three tips that you can give to any Amazon seller out there? Can be regarding conferences or in general? I think uh, one thing which um, important thing which I maybe see in other in Amazon sellers which are approaching me or which I which let's say subscribe to my email list and they maybe stay for two or three years on my email list and I see after the two or three years they are still there and they mentioned that they still didn't start their business or something 
it's important to be not to be afraid to take action and uh, my online business developed just because i was just taking these challenges and going out of the box and taking action so taking action it's very popular phrase and people hear it everywhere i don't know how to put it that's why you have to listen to the people who are achievers and the successful so you get inspired to take action yourself this is why you are following different people just that you take action yourself and uh uh, I noticed that even in my conferences, sometimes people came and they they were following me for some time and they came to my conference and when I asked how is their business and they um, acknowledged that they still didn't start, but they're interested. So for me, it's interesting to see that. Uh, I think it's a little bit a problem uh, with the school systems that we don't, we are not taught to be action takers and doers. We are taught to... Uh, uh, to f to feel comfortable in in one place. That's why we are trained to believe in a job, which is uh, from the morning till the evening, and it's a safe place to be in your life. But I think it's uh, quite wrong. So you have to change your mindset somehow to get inspired and take action. So it's first tip. The second tip, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe to travel. To travel. Uh, I traveled a lot. I was sixty countries. And I know how it impacted my life, how I see the world. When someone is talking about uh, bad things about different countries, I just tell, ask this person, have you been in that country? And if he hasn't been, I know that he's just brainwashed by the media. So you need to travel and see that the world is like 99% really good and uh, all the people are good. And everyone is really always is, is willing to help you. Of course, this 1%, which is like maybe, let's say a little bit bad people, they have their own problems. They are all their own stories. That's why they are behaving like this. But I always understand them as well. And uh, so basically you learn this to tolerate and to accept and to understand other kind of people and other people's behavior. And when you travel also, you know, you you get out of it's. It would be good to travel to a country or culture you have never been or you have no idea how it is, and you will be shocked at the beginning, maybe. But you will come back with a lot of your brain will be kind of rewired. It will be like hit by by cultural shock, let's say, and you will like start thinking in a different way. It and was also, always... it it also helps with uh, business relationships when you know. Oh, those cultures and those people, right? Yes, actually, uh, I was in China after my, once I finished my uh, master degree in Denmark, I went to China to travel for three weeks. And it was like, there was a cultural shock for me because I'm tall and I walk in the street and everyone is watching you. It was very strange feeling. I thought it's unsafe, but actually it's safe when everybody's watching you because not, if something happens, everybody knows what happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came back from China and I told myself, I want to go and live there. And that's why I was working at university in Denmark to save money. And I planned to kind of emigrate to China. I thought I will have savings for three months and I want to explore this mentality. But I canceled my plans because at that time, there was some uh, virus spreading in Asia called SARS. And of course, all the media was talking bad. Again, all the media was talking so bad about this, said that economy is going down in, in China. And I got 
I, I thought, okay, maybe it's not. You get demotivated. Or, yeah, or... and I thought yeah, I will not be able to establish any life there. So, uh, but this you never should trust media and yeah. listen to it. Okay, and the third tip. What's the third tip? Maybe uh, talk to people. Uh, uh, don't be afraid to connect. If you're Amazon seller, I think it's very useful to just sit on Facebook groups and uh, be an initiator or a commenter and ask her, like not, not to be afraid to ask. And also reach out to people who you see they are bigger than you and maybe you will get uh, no responses or many no's, but uh, there will be always like one or two people out of 20 who will be saying yes. And these people are also maybe lonely working in front of computer. Maybe they are making a lot of money, but they are willing to make friends and you can have friends with the bigger sellers in this way. Uh, initiate some kind of, in Facebook groups, initiate uh, masterminds. Say that I want to make a mastermind. I want to grow my business to this level. And you will get initial five, six people. You will start meeting every week online, on Skype or Zoom. And then yeah, I think it's important to take action to connect to other people. And Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, then thank you so much for taking the time and for answering all of my questions. It was a pleasure having you on. And yeah, I hope we see us again soon. Yes. And if you want to see me in person, come to uh, live events. Uh, you can go to orangeclick.com where you will find the links to the upcoming events. And basically, we'll see you somewhere in Europe, most likely. Awesome. See you there. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. All right, guys, that's it for today. That was my interview with Augustas. If you're interested in his virtual summits, live events, or his Demo Monday series, I put the link in the description. You can also find any other service you may need in order to grow your Amazon business on sermondo.com. Check it out, and i see you guys next time.